Hey guys, Daniel here. In this recording of Socratic Hobbits, we argue about politics, or at least discuss. Um, I was trying a new setup with my microphone, so just as soon as Kyle figured out his audio setup, I goofed mine up. Uh, won't happen again. I'll go back to the way I was doing it. Um, we talk about uh, politics, raising kids, and how those affect each other. Um, mostly about Trump and Biden, um, but yeah, it's a pretty pretty lively discussion. Um, hope you enjoy. There we go. So you named this one, uh, looking at the show notes, you named it Biden and Trump. Pretty sure you named it that. I named it To Be Decided. Mm, I'm, I know that I made this yesterday, but it doesn't matter. So it must have been me who named it. That's all right, though. <clears throat> so, are we doing are we doing this whole thing differently, or are we just uh, get into that for you know when we get into the kind of meat of our discussion? Um, I I'd like to just follow the same path we've followed the previous ones. It seems to seems to work. It's also been a while, so it's probably good to go back to our uh, standard format. Yeah. Get the juices I, flowing again. Sure. Um, so I got dogpiled on at Bible study recently, um, for not posting an episode. And it was that same week that you, uh, you posted episode five. Uh-huh. I thought it was kind of funny. So yeah. And I already got, I thought you were... what, was, what was that? Oh, I thought you were going to say you got dogpiled at Bible study for something else. Excuse me. I did talk to one of the Davids about what we're going to talk about today, which is Biden and Trump. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, how's, so what, it's been, it's been like six weeks since we've talked, since we've done a podcast. Although much longer for our listeners, our six listeners. That's true. Well, is it six? Because there's, there's my wife, there's a friend, at least one friend of mine, maybe a mutual friend of ours who's not in the Vancouver area. Mm -hmm. So that's three people I know. And then Oh, and then, uh, you know, you've got the Davids. I think Kyle... So that's... I'm just going to have to edit six, all the names out. This isn't going to be any fun. My sister. Seven. Oh, boy. We're blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> At least we're having a good time. Yep. Uh, I listened to each of our episodes probably six times, so that puts us up to 13. Are you counting each time? Uh, I mean, that's... Uh, the first couple episodes, I probably went through five or six times to do the editing, and I've gotten better and have stopped listening to it. I'm down to one, and a few times, I'll, I'll go back through a few times and take out some ums and different things, like names. Every now and again, I'll say my wife's name. Right. I still haven't, still haven't broken that habit. It's an important name. To me it is, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah, I figured. Does your wife listen to our uh, podcast? Yeah. Uh, mine doesn't. <laughs> she she listened to episode six as soon as it dropped, so she got the uh, the funny version. Yeah, I fixed it. I fixed it last night at like, I don't know. Well, I fixed it in the afternoon and then tried to upload it and just left the computer doing its thing by itself and then it failed. And so I uploaded it at like 10. Okay. So the next one is scheduled to go out on t Tuesday and... I'll make sure to take a listen to it before then. Yeah, I think I'm probably two episodes behind on um, the, not the notes, but the transcript. Mm, yeah, and on Tuesday, unless you 
unless you get one done between now and then, you'll be three. Yep. And then four on Friday, if things go the way that I hope they do, <laughs> which is fine. I'm not worried about it. Uh, I'm uh, I'm about six episodes behind on getting the videos up. Oh, you've been posting the videos, these two? Um, well, not if I'm six episodes behind. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Yeah, I remember you and I had talked about that. Oh, right, because if uh, your dad only listens to stuff on YouTube. Uh-huh, so. Uh, did I tell you that I took one of the Davids to the airport at, like, 340? I left at 350 from my house. Today? Uh-huh. No, you didn't. Yeah, I'm tired. I went back to sleep, but it's still, like, I'm not 100% here. So I don't know how... Um, I'm trying a new setup with a... I was tired of monkeying around with the stand. Uh-huh. And uh, I may just do some modifications to it, but it's sitting on my desk, and I'm trying really hard not to touch the desk. Oh, got it. You need, like, some yeah. foam or something? Yeah. Or some foam to set my coffee on. I didn't think of... I didn't think of that. I could just try setting my coffee on a shirt. Got some clean laundry right here. So in the notes, Daniel, you have something about writing more, which, with your busy schedule, I'm curious how you've been working that in um now do you remember how i talked about the leviathan method right yeah and i looked it up or i tried to look it up it seemed like i saw you dropped a link in there it it was a little bit hard to find it it looks like there are a lot of different people who have kind of taken their own twist on it and yeah so you guys originally came from this uh kittyspace.org or i don't remember exactly where the link goes to but i'll go ahead and put this into or show notes. Yeah, so I have a bunch of different places to jump around in there. And I just I just wrote. I didn't, um, yeah, it's really easy to, uh, you know, every now and again, just, just especially when it, when you have some time and you can just pour it out. Like, it comes pretty fast. Like, it, it just, you know, I don't know how to describe it exactly. Uh, I didn't try to shoehorn it in between different things I, when I had time and I was able and had the inclination, which... Um, a lot of writers will tell you is a terrible way to write. You shouldn't wait for the muse, but I'm not uh, trying to get a project done within a specific time frame. Mm-hmm. I'm writing because I enjoy writing. Right. So, yeah. So have and you kind of already talked about? Yeah, sorry. Well, I was going to ask: Have you been writing more, or have you been filling out the method more, or both? Actually, writing. Okay. Yeah, there's a specific scene that I was pretty excited about, and it's most of my scenes end up being five to eight pages and this one is it's like 13 and it's not done so um yeah i'm curious to see how it it probably is going to turn into an entire chapter um it was it was it was kind of the crux of where i had been stuck before and the leviathan method kind of helped me become unstuck and so it's been yeah it's been really nice would you like to give our listeners a preview of the scene no no i don't i don't do that I could post a chapter, though. For Daniel's eyes only. Yeah. Right now. Yeah, right right now. For the world in 2021. Okay. We'll see. How do you think you would publish it? Or have you even gone that far? Yeah, I've, I've, th- I've thought about it. Um, I would probably at least attempt uh, to reach out to a handful of agents. I would probably like that traditional route. And then presumably I would get rejected because that's typically how that works. And so then I would probably do the self-publishing route. If my hope would be to get some notes back from some of them, um, I have a list of ten agents I'd probably submit to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I there's an online course that Brandon Sanderson has, who wrote. Uh, he's a he's 
one of the most prolific uh, fantasy authors alive right now. Okay. Um, he, he publishes between one and two books almost every year. Um, and they're twice the length, each twice the length of a typical uh, novel because fantasy just tends to be longer. Um, anyway, but he taught at BYU and posted his lectures on there for an entire semester. And so uh, at one point he talks about how to find agents that would be a good fit for you. Got it. And so I... I did that, and there's also uh, a website called Query Shark, and you can go through and read archives. And basically, there are a lot of FAQs uh-huh. that people ask this person who has uh, been in the business for a very long time, and they just leave it posted, even though they haven't been actively um, actively answering questions in quite some time. But a lot of agents recommend that you go through those FAQs before submitting, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Have you? Yeah. Will. Do you think you'll have a trilogy written or just the, the one book? Probably just be the one book. The idea is, is that um, is to uh, start and finish the story within that one book. Um, there's definitely other stories within that world and previous to that. You know, if, if I was, if it were a trilogy, it would be The Return of the King. Oh, okay. Huh. Yeah. Or, or The Last Battle, right? That's not a trilogy, but... Right, but I get what you're saying. Is it sort of the closing chapter of at least an epic? Yeah. Do you think you'd have a better shot with publishers if you had multiple books ready to go? No, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, yeah. They don't typically buy them packaged like that, and if they did, it would be more like... Uh, that would be a negotiated thing based on the success of the first book. Got it. That they would expect me to write a, a second and third. So at least that's what I recall reading. Mm-hmm. But again, that's that's a that's a publishing brain thing, not a writing brain thing. And as of late, I've tried not to think too hard about the money side of it because, much like this podcast, my expect I'm not doing it for the money. I'm doing it because it makes me happy and. Um, yeah, that's basically that's basically it. I don't know about you, Daniel, but I'm definitely doing it for the money. <laughs> yeah, I noticed you hadn't paid me for our website yet. Yeah, I should probably do that. You're just trying to get a return. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Not a big deal. But yeah, you're just you're just. This is actually this Kyle. This is my podcast, and you're just a constant recurring guest. I'm fine with that. I I enjoy <laughs> being your constant recurring guest, even at seven a.m. Even at seven a.m. I I don't know if it felt how dark it was at your place but it it was pitch black here right at seven it's a little bit lighter over here well now it is now it is but it's also seven twenty three. anyway so what have you been up to you said you've been busy we've both been busy what have you been busy with well i'm trying to th- i don't remember saying that i've been busy but been working on rehabbing my shoulder been it's gonna sound like just a. What'd you do to your shoulder? Oh, I I dislocated it like back in June. Oh. And then oh, okay. Kept dislocating it. Finally went to physical therapy and have been consistently doing those exercises every day and um, it seems to be getting better. I think I still need to stay away from. I don't know if I'll ever go back to full extension pull-ups. Mm. Might do mostly full extension pull-ups but um probably not full extension pull-ups is a full extension pull-up where you go all the way to a dead hang yeah okay exactly at least not high volume dead hang pull-ups that that does not seem to go well with my body obviously which was kind of part of the point of of experimenting around and seeing if anything would break and i figured out something would break i mean there are probably Mm -hmm. other factors there too just changing the ergonomics of 
my setup working at home and um carrying car seats around that sort of thing yeah i haven't been doing a lot of writing on my blog recently it's been like every other week instead of every week okay if i if i get a post written this week what have you been writing about oh i've been writing about my rehab oh, okay i'm sure it's uh yeah do you have you have pretty consistent views there or people interested in what you're doing um it's i think it's less than 10 every week okay so right right at our podcast level yeah actually pretty close <laughs> okay. so maybe you want a different recurring guest but <laughs> no i don't think so it does feel like we're going pretty slow right now um i also finished the finished all the the wood part of the the roof of the patio so we're paying somebody to finish out the rest of that which i'm excited about it'll be nice to to have that yeah completely done um i have a little bit more to do but not much uh, probably three hours of work today maybe maybe three. Oh, and then you'll be done with your part of the mm-hmm. that's that's great yeah no i'm i'm pretty excited and then i can work on other things actually uh my wife has been she's building a, a desk and a counter for the craft room that she is kind of her space and she like we had discussed at some point and and that's just whatever she wants to do with it. She, it's hers. Um, and so, yeah, she's really excited about that. And it's a, it's, she's building it like there was, she couldn't find what she wanted. And so, yeah, so she, we, we went and bought plywood and now she's uh, learning how to use, uh, you know, different saws and uh-huh. uh, different things like that. And, uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I'm excited that she's doing it. Using a lot of YouTube for that or are you showing her? Or? Um, yeah, I give her help when she asks. Uh, I don't know. She maybe is using YouTube, but at most of it, the thing is, is that the stuff that she's doing is not, is not particularly difficult. And so usually I actually, I haven't given her a whole lot of direction and she just, she just gets to it. She's just, she's pretty smart. So, well, do you want to talk about Biden and Trump? Our two favorite, two favorite people. Two favorite people in the world. Put these non-election based things in, uh, in the notes for later. Okay. And we can we can just talk about those at a different time. Yeah, I guess so, do you think we'll have a yeah. podcast before the election after this? Uh, yeah, I do. Okay. Why? I guess by that by that time all the mail-in ballots will have been mailed in. So <laughs> mailed in? Yeah. Do you do mail-in voting? Yeah, I'm still in Washington. Well, just cuz you're in Washington doesn't mean you do mail-in voting. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I just assumed that Washington was all mail-in voting. No, there's definitely still poll stations. Okay. Hmm. I should probably look into that because I was sort of waiting for them to mail me my ballot. But Well, I just got mine, like, yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird because we just moved, and then we... So we sent in the, like, change of address thing. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if that's... So I actually don't know if I'm going to get to vote in this election. Well, there are polling stations, so you definitely can. Okay. You just... I don't know. I don't know what lines will be like. I don't know. I don't, you know. As far as as far as that stuff goes, now you've got me curious to see if. Are you googling something? Yeah. Why are you only typing with one hand? Is it because your shoulder's broken? No, that's actually my broke broken shoulder. I was just typing with one hand because the other hand is by the mic. Oh, all right. Well, I'll just cut this whole very long minute and a half pause that we've had while you're typing and looking up your closest polling station out. Or maybe I'll leave it in. Oh, sure enough. That way everybody knows what I have to, there, there, that I have to deal with. There are polling stations on the WSU campus, 
and in Colfax. Uh-huh. They also have a staffed ballot box deposit site. Uh-huh. You say staffed or stuff? St- <laughs> well, it is Washington. <laughs> <laughs> but it is also the conservative side of Washington. Uh, yeah, that is accurate. Okay. Are you all done? I'm all done. So, I have been considering voting for Biden, mm-hmm. and I am a pretty conservative person. And, uh, yeah, that's that's at least one of the, the points of discussion that we have. Um, but you're far more open politically than some of our other friends. I am. I'm, yeah, that's true. And you know what? I would consider you one of those people I'm more open than, but I don't know if that's true or not, or if uh, if you would agree with that or disagree. I'm not saying you're at like a... I, I think I'd probably agree. Yeah, okay. But, but the thing with the conservative, progressive um, spectrum is there, there, there are dimensions, it goes in every dimension, right? And yeah, so there... Sure. On every issue, if if you wanted to categorize things that way, people have mm-hmm. different ways that they're more conservative or more progressive, um, just depending on life experience and their personality, which is impacted by life experience. And their focus, right? Mm-hmm. You, you could be uh, conservative. Like, you could essentially toe the party line in areas that you don't want to spend any time or energy thinking about. Right. And I think that would be, I've talked to another friend about how we all just because we're finite, we have to have those areas that we trust authority on. And maybe eventually we get to the point where we get challenged on the authority that we've trusted. And then we Mm -hmm. have to, well, we don't have to, but I think it's good intellectual practice to, or it's, it's honest intellectual practice to actually consider the challenge based off of um, our, our core beliefs. And I think it's important to frame this whole conversation in the context of government and its purpose. Um, I've been reading a book by Dr. David Van Drunen from Westminster Seminary recently called Politics After Christendom. Um, and in that book, he frames, I'm only a couple chapters into it so far, mm-hmm. not necessarily because I'm trying to read it slowly, but because I've found it has, it, it's not a dense book, but it has points in it that I really want to ponder and think about. So a lot of times I'll read a section or a few paragraphs and then just stop and think about what he said and how that mm-hmm. has bearing on my life. So at the very start of it, he just stated baldly that the purpose of government is to promote justice and stop and and stop injustice sorry and stop like stop from the telegraph days oh i gotcha okay yeah yeah yeah. that is that is the whole purpose and he gets there um well actually i'm curious what do you think of of that statement Mm, the purpose of government is to promote specifically or to enforce so so it was promote the word you used? Yeah, promote C- civil government. As opposed to? Ecclesiastical oh, church. Sure. I don't think of our churches having a government, but they do have... Anyway, whatever. Uh, the purpose of civil government is to promote justice. Mm. This is kind of getting into book club, but I think it's it's a helpful way to, to frame this discussion. That's fine. We're... we're... We're into our big questions in book club and, and all that. We're, we're having our discussion, Kyle. 
Uh, I don't see any issue with that. I think that there's also an element of prote- like that's the I would say that is the pretty much the entire purpose of uh, civil government with its citizens. There's an external piece of protection as well, but other than that, I think it's right. And I think I mean you're totally right that there is that element of protection. I would say that that element of protection falls under promoting justice because if a foreign power attacks your country unjustly, it's the job of civil government to protect its citizenry from that unjust attack. Mm, Okay. Yeah, anyway. So I feel like that's not... I feel like that's a little bit of a leap for most people, and that's why I would be more explicit about it. But anyway, so so this book... I don't disagree with that. Yeah. And what's been interesting to me is he actually bases that on the Noahic covenant. So the story of the rainbow and all that. Mm-hmm. And he's, his point is that in that covenant in, in Genesis, that's the only covenant that as you look throughout scripture that only talks about preservation. It doesn't talk about salvation. So Noah has been saved mm-hmm. through the flood and then after the flood, God establishes rules for the essentially the preservation of the human race. Do you recall that uh, where that is? Um, it's in the teen. No, it's got to be before the teens. So right around Genesis nine or ten. Is it? You think it's titled God's Covenant with Noah? That's a pretty good guess. Okay. Do you just want to read it? Yeah, sure. Uh, oh, did you mean out loud, not just to myself? Oh yeah. <laughs> just kidding. I was just trying to get where he's like, uh, cause okay, so in the you know he builds an altar, um, and the preservation. So and the Lord said in his heart, I'll never again curse the ground because of man, for the intention of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither again will I strike down every living creature as I have done, while the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. And then he commands Noah, be fruitful and multiply, and says the fear of you and the dread of you shall be on every beast in the earth um every moving thing that lives shall be food for you which is perhaps um good reason not to be a vegetarian as a christian got some scriptural back backing there uh mm, let's see and then he talks about don't murder each other and to be fruitful and then he says behold i establish my covenant with you and your offspring after you with every living creature that is with you, the birds, the livestock, every beast of the earth with you, as many came out of the ark, it is for every beast of the earth. I establish my covenant with you, that never again shall all flesh be cut off the, uh, by the waters of the flood, and never again shall be, there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I make with you. I make between me and you and every living creature that is with you for all future generations i have set my bow in the cloud and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth so there yeah and he goes on and talks yeah so there there are two important concepts there one of them is comes from the idea that or comes from the statement as as long as the earth exists so it's civil government is provisional it's it's for this time it's not something that extends into um, the new heavens and the new earth. And then the other thing is that it's legitimate. God establishes it. So because it's... How do you get that God es- establishes... Sorry, finish your, finish your thought and then I guess I'll ask my question. Well, you look at the part about 
if any man sheds another man's blood by man his blood shall be shed that's if you look at Mm -hmm. romans where paul talks about the authority of the state to have the sword to enforce justice it ties in um Mm -hmm. it seems to tie tie in fairly closely to that where this is where the state gets its authority to promote justice either i'm being dense or your logic doesn't make sense so could be either it's like a 50 50 yeah it could be either could be both uh i guess i don't need to or i don't i don't see how this establishes governments in any way is that what you're saying that it does it establishes the authority of government and so i i don't see that at all even with the tie-in like i would say that you know, that piece in Romans, um, you know, is perhaps a way that God is uh, keeping his covenant. That's one of the tools that he's using, you know, uses crooked sticks to draw straight lines kind of thing. But I don't, the authority is, you know, is just uh, that they're in power and that they have the ability to, to, to do certain things. Not, I don't know. Yeah. So it sounds like, I mean, I don't think this is an area you want to go, but it sounds like you're saying that government is a necessary evil um, with the crooked sticks. Yeah, I think, I mean, what did God say to the Israelites when they wanted a king? He was like, yeah, this is a good thing. Here you go. He definitely didn't say that. Oh, oh, who, who, who does Israel prefigure? Who, who is Israel? Uh, I mean, the church. Is that what you're saying now? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So this this gets back to civil authority versus ecclesiastical authority. Okay. Fair enough. Um, I mean, I, yeah. I guess I. What? Why? I don't want to spend a ton of time on on this, but yeah, I do think that the government is kind of a necessary evil. Okay. I think organizations over a certain size um, are problematic. They get a lot of things done, and and it's it's how things are right now in our country and and the world, but. There are definitely problems. Well, how large was the organization of government when the country first started, relative to now? Um, was it still too big? I mean, it was much smaller. Uh, I'm not familiar enough with the founding of our country to. I mean, I'm fairly familiar, but I don't. I don't know the ins and outs of. You know, are you considering when the treasury and state, uh, the yeah, the state treasury got started? Was that is that close enough to the founding that you would consider that the beginning? Or would you say that was when they started to get off the rails? I, I wouldn't say one way or the other. I mean, to take your, to take that idea further, would you say that a, a monarchy works better be, or is better because there's only one person in authority? A monarchy definitely works better. I don't know that it is better. Um, although as a society, we did that for, not as a society, as a world, we did that for what? 3,000 years, 4,000, you know, eh, more like seven, right? All of written history, there were monarchs, pretty much. Or at least one person who was in a firm authority. But they were smaller organizations in the feudal system. I mean, but the thing is, is that as a, you know, even saying that, the feudal system was really bad uh, for many, many people. The, the, I don't know. Why was it bad? I'm not. I'm not asking for what. No, what fine. made it bad? I'm asking for why. It wasn't just. Yeah, there you go. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't just for most. Um, most people. And I would say government, for the most part, hasn't been just for most of human history. And I guess I'm coming from the perspective that 
government, civil government does have a mandate to be just. For example, if you look at all the minor prophets and you look at the people outside of Israel um, in, say, Obadiah, what are the people outside of Israel condemned for? Or are they ever condemned for idolatry? For people outside of Israel? Yeah. I'm guessing by the way you're framing the question, yes, I... It's been a while since I've read Obadiah, and I have a hard time understanding prophets. So, is that right? No, they're they're never condemned for oh, idolatry. They're always they're always condemned for injustice. Mm. Now, the Israelites, the people of God, the church, is condemned for both injustice and idolatry. Okay, which I think is interesting that those outside of the explicit people of God are only held accountable for one of those two things, and that being injustice. Yeah, do you um, recall what Nineveh was? I, I don't recall, so I'm not asking like a, a test question, but do you recall what the Ninevites were condemned for or asked, like, you know, given the choice by... In the time of, in the time of Jonah? Well, I mean, it was other prophets yeah. too. Yeah. I, it was... Yeah, I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking of the Jonah story. It, it was innocent blood that they'd shed. Hmm. Innocent bloodshed. Okay. So, hmm, okay. And I agree that governments should be just. I just, I really don't see it right here, Kyle, uh-huh. in Genesis 9. Um, but I... Not even the seeds? I think it's fair to say that it's not explicitly, it's, it's not fleshed out in the same way that um, the story of Christ is not fleshed out in Genesis 3. Mm-hmm. But in the same way, yeah. I think you can say in Genesis 3, the seeds of Christ coming and as a as a sacrifice. There's like a foreshadowing, basically. Yeah, you could describe it that way. I'd want to say it's stronger than foreshadowing because it's... Hmm, I'm trying to think what the difference would be between foreshadowing and... Um, and the seeds of something? Yeah, yeah. Hmm... You're, you're the author. Can you think of a difference or are they the same thing? Well, uh, I mean, if you didn't like foreshadowing, foreshadowing maybe feels more ethereal. Right. Whereas uh, the seeds are like, you know, you, you, got, you got little, you know, rocks that you put in the ground and plants grow out of them. Right. Yeah, there's, there, there's more and connection it's, with the it's seeds. It's concrete. But I think that, yeah, for, I think foreshadowing can be red, like red herrings and foreshadowing are pretty linked. Um, in that sometimes you think something's foreshadowing, but the author has done that. I mean, the only other, um, if you didn't want to use foreshadowing and, uh, seeds is an analogy and not a metaphor, not a metaphor is, isn't an, anyway, one or the other, you could say it's a type, like it's a, mm-hmm. you know, like Melchizedek is a type of Christ is a, you know, the redeemer and Ruth is a type of Christ. Mm-hmm. Is there another types and images? Is that the f- kind of phrase? I guess types and shadows actually is the phrase. Yeah. So yeah, I guess shadow is. Uh, but you wouldn't want to say foreshadow. You can say types and shadows though. <laughs> and that, Point taken. <laughs> that way. Foreshadowing okay. works. Mm, that's fine. Uh, I've been going through a workshop with some guys and there's a list of... Uh, about how to identify your emotions which is a harder practice than than i would have thought um especially with help outside help but there's like you know 50 different words that you can use to describe emotions and Uh and they're all you know they're all distinct 
Like they are all separate feelings. And we were kind of joking at the beginning that um, guys have essentially three feelings, good, bad, and hungry. And uh, it's just, you know, even with this chart that we're looking at right. that has kind of eight main pieces and then each of those has four uh slightly more specific versions of those and then each of those four has an additional two so there's a tree kind of right if that makes sense yeah it's kind of trying to help you work through that i can see it being difficult because of how interconnected i imagine my emotions are Mm. yes and no um so you obviously have to decide for yourself at some point but you you know as you're looking it's pretty easy to determine one of the eight. Okay. And then it's a little harder for the four outside of that. And then sometimes I can't get past that second ring. Sometimes I can't get past the first ring as far as nuance. But for uh, the word foreshadow to mean to you something different than it does to me doesn't surprise me in the least bit. For you to have some, you know, some experience where that was much less concrete than seeds or, you know, types and shadows, you know, whatever. For those to have a, a more specific meaning to you, it does. It's yeah, it's no big deal. I wonder if it is just that I've heard types and shadows used in sermons, and mm-hmm. I've heard foreshadowing used more in literary settings. Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting. Cause like, there's there's actually a pretty good, in my opinion, there's a pretty good chance that you uh, don't have any idea and, and, and it's almost impossible for you to figure out exactly why you don't like that word. Um, so my brother-in-law for the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So my brother-in-law has, uh, a son, which, you know, and, Oh, okay. That brother-in-law Tyler. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for like two months, he wouldn't go to sleep without mom or dad right there and um for reasons i don't know it was mostly my brother-in-law who ended up um basically sleeping next to him until until he fell asleep uh-huh. and he's a daddy's boy my nephew and i suggested to him that perhaps it was because he was comforted so many times in the you know the middle of the night by by dad and not you know that seems reasonable yeah i can see that but uh my nephew would never have any idea that that's why he feels that way or acts that way. And I'm not saying, I want to be really clear, I'm not saying that anybody, that my sister did anything wrong or that it's just like a, that's a, oh, for you sure. know, there's, yeah. stuff that hap- there's stuff that happened in my life that I would never really be able to parse out because I was so young when it happened and I just have likes and dislikes now. Yeah, I was just talking to someone last night actually about how formative those first two or three years are for um, our mm-hmm. likes and dislikes. Yeah. Which is really scary as a parent. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, man, I bet I bet your your little ones are just growing, growing and growing. Yep. How, uh, yeah, we can talk about, we can talk about family offline. It was pretty fun last night because the people we had over had, have a couple little boys. And so my son was just running around and tumbling and roughhousing with them. Oh, that's great. I have decided at this point that I'm going to switch back to the, uh, I can't touch my desk. I can't really move without clipping uh-huh. on my microphone. So, oh, well, learning. Uh, so are you going to vote for Trump or are you going to vote for Biden? I'm leaning towards 
leaning towards Trump at this point. So I asked you a question when we talked on the phone about this. And then afterwards, you texted me like six or seven times during Bible study, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You cut me off. So so (laughs) I had to go. Uh, Bible study never starts on time, Daniel. I wasn't on time. I was late. Had they already started? I was late. No. Um, Exactly. Yeah, but part of it's about the fellowship, too. So cool your jets. We were having fellowship. Mr. We... You're right. It is about the fellowship. Yeah, it is about that's that's a dead, definitely a big reason. Um, so Trump has explicitly bragged about um, his treatment of women. Like specifically, um, the phrase that he used is grabbing them by the right, which is pretty crass. And I'm not sure if I should bleep that out or not. Well, I think or in order to it keep it, uh, yeah, I think in order to not um, fall afoul of regulations you either need to bleep it out or add a parental advisory to this podcast well in any case you are considering voting for a man who said that and i'll figure out the whatever with with the words later so and i i believe that biden has not been explicit in that way about how he should or shouldn't treat women at least we don't have any hot mic occurrences with him sure um do you think that is the only instance of that kind of talk from trump that we have that's the main one that's been put out there i'm i'm not saying that that's the only time he said that i'm not no i know and i it's not like you say something like that once only ever right and then learn your lesson um do you think biden has never said anything or acted in any way like that uh, the phrase that you used when you talked about Trump was he owned it. Did I, I think you're confusing me with someone else. Mm, I remember having the conversation right before Bible study, but you know, if that's not what you think you said, he owned it. I do not remember yeah, saying so, that because he has been very explicit about not, um, ever admitting to what you've said. Or repenting of oh, it. Oh, really? He definitely didn't repent of it. I mean, he said he doesn't really have anything to repent for. Um, owned it. Owned it. Yeah, so he... Uh, that sounds like what someone else would say. <laughs> All right. Uh, huh. Maybe it was... Uh, a, yeah, it could have been somebody else. I know I was talking about it with somebody else. Uh, All right. That, that, sounds, that sounds like terminology that... I've heard from someone else who's a much more enthusiastic Trump supporter. Yeah, you can just say one of the Davids, and then they'll have no idea which one we're talking about. I think the unless you don't mean that. No, I do mean that. <laughs> um, what were you gonna say? I cut you off. Oh, you, you filled in what I was going to say. Oh, I see. Yeah, I uh, I was I was talking about it with one of them. And by the way, he owned it. Just he owned it. That really doesn't sound like. Yeah, I guess I, you know maybe that doesn't sound like you. Um, what does that even mean? Like, <laughs> what was your impression of what that what that meant? Whoever you had that conversation with, I'm very curious. What? Okay, so let's uh, let's let's pause it. Let's 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 bring it back just a little bit. Okay. So instead of saying uh, he owned it, say he isn't. Uh, gosh, I had it a second ago. Um, He's the type of person who would say that. Is that what you're getting at? No, no. Trump is, uh, he's, he's unashamed of who he is. And. Oh, that's. Like, all, well, like he's, he is not, he is not political about, like, he kind of just says whatever comes to his mind. Yes. And. I would agree with that. He, well, he doesn't, he doesn't apologize for. He's. Things that he say that are particularly 
uh, un-PC. He's, Let's just he's openly phrase. narcissistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and he he does treat... I mean, yeah, I guess he doesn't really treat women any worse than he treats men. Other than, like, as far as in the public sphere, talking about... Um, like, he calls them names and degrades them in different ways. But he does that with men, too. Yep. So, at least he's... Uh, oh, he's a jerk all around. <laughs> like... He's not someone who I would want to interact with, and definitely, I didn't watch the, I didn't, I didn't watch the debate, but like I wouldn't want to have a conversation with him where we disagreed about anything. Did I tell you what one of my friends said about the debate? His kid said about the debate. No. One of my, yeah, his kid. He said that they watched the first fifteen minutes of it, and uh-huh. af- after they turned it off, his son looked up at him and said, "Daddy, why did none of their parents spank them when they were children?" <laughs> Uh, we can't say that, Kyle. Is that a parental uh, advisory? Yeah, that's a parental advisory. The other stuff was like, eh, not sure. That one for sure, though. Why did their parents not? Yeah, well, I mean, Trump's dad was probably too busy working. Was. I don't know about Biden. Um, and I think that actually, I mean, all joking aside, that actually gets back to why I can see myself voting for Trump more than Biden is why is that he has a record of putting placing just placing justices in or judges in positions who are more likely to protect the rights of parents over the state Mm. sure well that's yeah how you raise your kids is 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 important and i think that's what i've seen is how you raise your kids is more your business under conservative leadership and more the the state's business under progressive leadership. Is there a reason you're avoiding the word liberal? Yes. You've used progressive in its place several times. The reason I avoid the word liberal is because um, the confu- because of the confusion with the classical liberal, mm-hmm. which is a very different meaning than the way people use liberal. A lot of people use liberal colloquially. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I like preserving the original intent of the word rather than... Which is, the, is libertarian come from the same word as the classical version of liberal? Um, I think liberal, I don't know if they, I mean, they have the same root, obviously. But yeah. in general, a classical liberal is going to be more, is going to view government as more legitimate than a libertarian and as far as uh what are some differences between a classical liberal and a progressive well a progressive views the state as having a larger role in the economy for one mm-hmm. whereas a classical liberal is a proponent of free markets okay that's one really stark difference between the two of them and what does that have to do with justice well if the state says there, there are a couple ways you could look at it one is saying like the state should not be involved or should have the, the, the state's only role in economics should be to regulate behavior that promotes injustice and outside of that the state should not be involved in economics now it gets more hairy when in my mind the state gets involved in redistribution and says the government knows how to handle money better than anyone else and so we are going to or when the government says oh sorry so so the government's going to take money from people and use it as the elite see see fit or when the government says here's this class of people that 
you can have work for uh, lower than minimum wage. Or, by the way, I did find I did find a list of all of the companies in the U.S. Um, per. Uh, let's see. Um, I'll put a link to the show notes and who it is, but it's it's all the companies who use uh, slave labor. How many of the Fortune 500 companies are there? I can do a cross-reference. I don't know. Uh, Walmart is one of them. Um, there are some financial companies who, who do. Uh, there's a lot of small private companies that are not even traded on, on the NASDAQ. Uh-huh. Most of them were. Um, so. I mean, that kind of makes yeah. sense that if you're a larger company, you wouldn't want to potentially... There, there are some very large companies on there. Uh, I will say, I used uh, Apple as an example last time, and they are not on there. Well, They, they also do own like 200 subsidiaries or something, or a, a lot of subsidiaries. Mm-hmm. I thought about doing some, some work and trying to see if I could cross-reference any of them, but didn't have the time. It's a lot of investigative journalism. Nah, it's data monkey stuff, and I love that. It's a lot of fun. Remember how we were talking? I'm like, I'm okay at Excel. Yeah. It's, it's it would be a lot of that stuff. Cool. Because it's all in tables and I can futz around with it. Um. Yeah. Uh. So so we were talking about how Trump's more likely to to put injustices that would um, preserve your right to treat your children the way that you think they ought to be treated. Right. Or raised. Raised is probably raised is probably word. a better word. Okay. That's a fair point. Um, I I have a hard time trusting anything that Trump says because he says so many things and they're like... And that's why I'm going off of what he's done the last four years. Sure. Yeah, that's a fair point. And saying, okay, what has uh, Biden done the last 30 years? What has Trump done mm-hmm. the last four? It's kind of stressful to just have as a president in general because he makes such a hullabaloo out of everything. The other question, and we talked about this too, the other question I have is surrounds biden's uh just mental fitness and who will actually i think that's been blown way out of proportion is my opinion his senior moments mm -hmm. yeah i think you can uh like cut different things together to make it i mean i haven't i guess i just haven't seen an uncut biden like stall stall and so maybe if i watched if i found some of those it would be like oh maybe there is more of a problem there yeah um I am probably just not going to vote for a president because I dislike both of them so much. Um, who would you so, who would you write in? Do you have any thoughts on who you'd write in? Kyle Morse. No, would you, would you, would you go with the unity party idea? Uh, I don't. Are you talking about what um, Mr. Joe Rogan said? Um, he wasn't the original creator of that. That was the Weinstein brothers who were the original creators of the unity party. Well, yeah, they were on Joe Rogan's podcast and. That was when it. That was when it came up. That was when he. Yeah, that would be. Uh, I would be fine with them. But I also haven't looked into them. I just know they're not these two uh, guys. I was gonna start. I, I for whatever reason I'm thinking of Yiddish words for for them because I don't want to call them worse names. <laughs> but yeah, no, I really. Uh, you know, we've got 330 million people, and we decided to have two old, uh, two very old guys. Like okay, so they should both be. Here's a second reason I have for um, voting for just leaving leaving Trump? out that it's Trump, but voting for a Republican okay. for president is it. It looks pretty likely that the Republicans will lose control of the Senate, and so if you had all three, um, both legislative bodies and the executive branch, all mm-hmm. in the Democratic Party, I am concerned about what. 
trajectory that would put us on, um, especially as people would try and swing back very hard from where we've been going with Trump. I think there would be some overshooting that I'd like to see um, avoided. I'd like to see mitigated by just some variation in the parties in the different mm-hmm. branches. Because that is there one particular one particular area that you you would be concerned about? It the the main area does come back to social issues, freedom of speech. Yeah. I mean, if you, you look at got, uh, the way... They got Twitter to apologize for censoring different, different... Did you hear about all that hubbub yesterday? Oh, censoring the Biden email thing from the New York Post? Yeah. Yeah, they apologized. They said we did the wrong thing. They're in a weird position right now. They are. Um, yeah. Well, I can't, uh, I can't see Trump as just a Republican, because I don't think that he is. Right. I know, I know he's running on the Republican ticket, but I, I see him as someone who would act as a barrier between barrier for some policies the Democrats might want to enact. So it's like he's just a big old wall. Yep, maybe a leaky uh, wall, but a leaky wall, more, a wall you might be able to get a ladder over, but you know it's better better than no wall. More of a wall than Biden would be. Yeah, or Harris, or or Harris. Yeah, I was just gonna say. Uh, yeah, well, hmm. I guess I'm not, I'm just not, you know, I'm just not convinced because Trump is who he is. Like, if he wasn't so, I just can't, I just can't get past who he is in order to vote for him. And I think that's, because I like, that is 100%, 110% fair. Okay, yeah, all right, well. I think I would go so yeah. far as to commend you for that. <laughs> but not enough to, to change your vote. Probably not. And that's just wild to me. Like, I, I don't understand why he's the evangelicals vote in general. I don't understand that either. But you're an evangelical and you're voting for him. So how do you not understand that? I'm voting him for him not because I support him, but be- because I don't want the other side to have free reign. Hmm. All right. Yeah. And that just, uh, as a philosophy, doesn't work for me. And I think that's totally fair. Because, I mean, he has done, like, the militaries in, in shambles right now for all he says about how he's been really good for the military. Um, oh, yeah. Which is a really scary thought. The thing is, I don't see it getting any better under a Biden-Harris um, regime. Regime? <laughs> it's probably not the right word, but... Yeah. Would you call it... Would you call it a Trump regime now? It does seem like he's the only one. It doesn't seem like Pence gets to do very much, which I'd love. To, I'd love it if Pence actually got more control of things. If, Involved with anything? If uh, Trump had an aneurysm and then Pence could just run things. Well, yeah, I thought it would be really interesting if both, you know, both Trump and Biden got COVID real bad, and then it was Pence and Harris. But then it was yeah, then it was Pence and Harris. That would just that would be. I, I'd be I'd be happy with Pence. I think he yeah. would. Everything I've seen of him makes me think that he would be a good president. I think he's as uh, outgoing. Exactly. He'd be more of a return to the pre-Teddy Roosevelt presidents, mm. which I think would be a really good thing for our country. Yeah. Because the president was never intended to be a sort of... Figurehead? Yeah, figurehead for the country. The president wasn't supposed to be a king. The president was just supposed to be a single head of one of three branch, three offsetting branches of power. Mm. But we want a king, Kyle. Do we, though? I mean, uh, nobody cares about the, the other three branches, or, yeah, the other two branches near as much. Really? 
Have you heard some of yeah. the things that have been going on about the Supreme Court hearings? Yeah. Yeah, I have heard. I also know in my lifetime, this is one of the first times that I've had, that I've been aware of anything happening related to the Supreme Court. And maybe that's because they're lifetime appointments. I don't know. What about, I mean, I remember John Roberts hearing under Bush. Nope. Didn't cross my radar. Not even a little. Really? I think pe- people get pretty excited about the presidential election. It's always a big deal. And I think that's a problem with our our understanding of civics here in America. Not sure. a good thing. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm just saying that the people want the king. And that's, you know, we're essentially voting for a king for four years. Except he doesn't have as much power as he would like right now. I don't know. <laughs> and, yeah. Do you want to talk about this one issue voting? Or do you want to... Do you want to Pause and no, we could talk about the one that. issue voting. Um, yeah. So, and, and and it actually kind of dovetails into what you've been talking about is that like you're you know to the exclusion of essentially everything else about Trump, you're okay with like you're you know you even commended me for it like despite Trump's personal life and choices and even his record related to other things potentially. Um, you feel that he's uh, good for the to continue his record related to putting justices in place, mm-hmm. and that's kind of your like w- one issue, maybe. Well, the way I look at it is more I look at the two of them and go, okay, on these two issues are they different? No. On these two issues are they different? No. On these two issues are they different? No. On these two issues are they different? Okay, yes, they're different here. That's mm-hmm. how I look at it. So, what issues are Biden and Trump? Uh, roughly equivalent or exactly the same on on foreign policy i think they're pretty equivalent on foreign policy and trade well Mm -hmm. biden is probably more would be more interventionists than trump um Mm -hmm. militarily i thought you said they would be the same militarily so that's a different issue which is how they treat the armed forces and i think both Mm. of them mistreat the armed forces um okay they could they might get stretched more because i could see if, if you had a full democratic majority i could see the military budgets getting cut even as we send troops more places which would actually be worse for the military okay um let's see here i think economics they wouldn't be wildly different right yeah i think they're both I think in the second term, you're right that Trump would probably try and spend similar amounts of money to Biden. Um, mm-hmm. Education, Biden's going to provide more support for the standard current public school setting by dumping more money into it. And Trump, with Betsy DeVos um, running the education department, is going to provide more um, opportunities for students to have access to charter schools and more Mm -hmm. competition in education. So I'd give Trump an edge, not Trump, but Trump's administration an edge on. Yeah. You got to be careful there, Kyle education and education spending on, let's see here. Immigration. I would, I think Biden would be what, what I read on Biden's site um, made me think that he would be better for justice when it comes to immigration than Trump. Trump is obviously very outspoken about being protectionist of mm-hmm. current Americans, which I don't think is good for our economy or the view of Americans by the rest of the world. 
I think it's really beneficial to um, make it possible for people to come from other countries to work here. Even if it does, quote unquote, take away American jobs, we actually end up creating more American jobs because companies keep jobs, keep Mm -hmm. work here instead of just shipping it wholesale overseas. And I don't think Trump understands that. Um, Yeah. Although he's making it more difficult to ship stuff to China. I I think Biden and Trump are going to be very similar in China from what I've read. Okay. I don't think there would be a vast difference there. Hmm. Uh, what, a, what about, oh, sorry. Oh, okay. And then I was going to say we get to the social issues. And I think from what I read on Biden's site, he's going, his administration would be supportive of policies that are going to criminalize reading certain passages of scripture. Out loud? Exactly. Do you, um... What would uh, you got a you got a link that you can send me? Yeah, it's like is this from his website? It's from his website, yeah. Okay. Um, what about justice as far as the criminal justice system? As far as the criminal justice system goes, I think Biden, looking at his voting record, that's that's been actually kind of his bread and butter. Um, I mean, he's been on both sides of it, right? Like mm-hmm. he was on the side of increasing. Um, I, I think. I saw some quote from him where he's talking about how uh, the, the 94 legislation added 60 death penalty laws and 125,000 uh, prison cells and mm-hmm. was trumpet- he was trumpeting that. And then more, more recently... Oh, probably from a long time ago. Yeah, more recently he's been focused more on the other side with provide- doing good things like providing opportunities for psychiatric care and trying to reduce recidivism. Um, mm-hmm. And what about Trump? I actually don't know what Trump's policy is on on this, other than... I know he stands shoulder to shoulder with them. With the police? He says that. Mm-hmm. Which, I'm not sure what that means, but he's standing there. Yeah. What were you going to say? I, I think one of, one of the difficulties I have, or one of the things that really gave me a bad taste... For, for Biden was when he spent, he, he talked about how much time he spent with um, Jacob Blake and his family. Um, mm-hmm. he, was the man, he was the man who was shot by the police and paralyzed. Okay. And he talked, was that pretty recent? It was a couple months ago. Okay. And so, yes, pretty recent. <laughs> yeah. So, so the guy, the guy he, he talked about spending a lot of time with and being really supportive of do you know what he had arrest warrants out for? No, I don't. Rape. Mm, that seems bad. But but that was just so was that it. was just brushed under the rug, and it was just that like the the woman who had accused him brushed under the rug. Mm-hmm. And so when I see that, and I see him focusing on just the police brutality in the situation, mm-hmm. which I mean it, it does look bad that the police shot him in the back like that. If, if you just look at that, that was wrong. But to then turn around and ignore what the police were chasing this guy for and what his record was and what he might do in the future, that doesn't seem just. No, I totally agree with you. And that seems really on, slimy to use that as a political platform to... Do you, I guess, do you think that police should be able to shoot people as they're running away in general? No. Okay, but in this case, it was acceptable. No, I'm not saying that it was. I I, I said. I see. I, I said see. it was wrong okay. for the police to shoot him in the back. 
But to then turn around mm-hmm. and ignore why the police were chasing him in the first place and just focus on one side of that is concerning to me. Yeah, okay. It shows a lack of judgment. Like there are plenty of other, there are plenty of, there should be plenty of other um, situations given given the pandemic of police brutality that we've been told about. There should be plenty of other situations to talk about that aren't a guy who raped someone, allegedly. Mm, yeah. Uh, I'm just going to say that that came off as pretty harsh as far as the, the nonchalantness with the uh, pandemic of police brutality, the way that you said that came off as pretty uh, um, uncaring to me. Hmm. And I don't know if that's how you meant it, but um, if you don't think that police brutality is a thing, I'm curious to hear that. No, I think it is a thing. I think it's a thing in spots. It's not a thing true all across America. Yeah, okay. And I think it's been talked about as if it's a thing, no matter where you have police, police, the existence of police is bad. Mm. I haven't heard that, but I also don't pay attention to the news near as much as some others, and I definitely don't hear from, uh, like I don't have, yeah, I talk a little bit about politics with, with a handful of people, um, but, you know, and I, I read news stories, maybe once a week I glance through the headlines and we'll read a, a story or two, or I'll go through and read uh, the politician's website and see what they're saying about themselves. Well, I mean, take, take the city of Seattle. The city of Seattle uh-huh. had um, one of the first black female police chiefs in the nation. And mm-hmm. one of their city councilors um, essentially forced her to resign by by first cutting cutting her pay by close to 50%. Get, wow. When was this? This was, this was back in May or June. Wow. And, Why did he... Uh, okay, go on. And, and then, well, they cut the whole police staff's pay... By, it may not have been it may have been 30 or 40 percent but it was a significant amount and then the police chief said hey this isn't right this is this is not helping us promote justice in the city of Seattle by just telling mm-hmm. all the police officers we don't care about you and in fact we're cutting your pay and then and so the city council said well we'll reinstate your pay but all the other cuts are going to stay in place and the 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 police chief did the honorable thing and said, no, if you're going to cut pay for all my officers, I'm going to resign. And then the response mm-hmm. from the city councilor who promoted this bill was that that black female police chief was too tainted by systemic racism because she was in the police. And that's why it was a good thing that she'd been that she'd been forced to resign. Wow. So that's the mentality that I'm referencing. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. And that's the mentality that I am concerned about. Biden isn't going to stand up to. Mm. And do you feel confident that that Trump would? He's 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 at least so so here's something that a, a friend a friend of mine on Facebook wrote when Trump was elected the first time. The reason people voted for Trump is that essentially a lot of Americans were feeling like they were on the side of the highway with a flat and no way to fix it. And all the all the politicians are just whizzing by in their sports cars until one 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 man trump pulls up in his lamborghini and offers to help them with the tire now there's no indication that this guy can actually change the tire but at Mm -hmm. least he stopped and made it sound like he was concerned enough to help and that's why he got their Mm -hmm. vote in 2016 and i would say in certain regards trump actually 
did work on changing the tire. In other regards, he's been totally derelict of duty. But I think Biden's still whizzing by in his car. Just trying to play the game? Yeah. And Harris is definitely playing the game. If you look at what she does as attorney general in California and then the positions she took during the campaign, they are diametrically opposed. So I have no idea yeah, what like, Harris I don't, I don't do. like Harris. Whatever she needs to, which is the problem, yeah. right? Um, Especially when she's one heartbeat away from being president. Yeah, that sounds vaguely threatening, Kyle. But, this, yeah, that sounds... I'm going to cut that. You're going to cut that? That's what I'm going to do with it. I'm going to cut that. Yeah, one heartbeat away from president? That just... I'd much rather have... Pre- I'd much rather have Pence be one heartbeat away from being president. I know, but you can't publish things that talk about the death of somebody like that. You just can't. I mean, when when Theodore Roosevelt became vice president, people said Uh that. You realize that you've you've just made a very ambitious man one heartbeat away from being president. (sighs) Of course, at the time, uh, Teddy thought that his... uh, political career was over because at the time vice presidents generally didn't get to become run for president they that was sort of like the end of your political career Mm, was that when uh you still like the runner-up became the vice president or no 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 that 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 had been done away with after the first couple elections that was a washington ideal they were like this is a stupid idea it does i mean it sounds nice it actually i would be okay with that i think That'd be, that'd be, that would actually lead to, I mean, that's sort of the idea behind the unity party mm-hmm. is that you have two people with different views. Um, they're also both more centrist than. Yes. So. Uh, they're more in line with the American people than with the drivers of the parties. Sure. And I, but I also have no idea what the vice president's actual duties are, if he has any. They're, they're the, well, I mean, the biggest thing is in a split Senate. They are the deciding vote. Okay. You and I were thinking a lot more while we were talking during this episode. There's going to be a lot of silence that gets cut out. It's a good thing we we went a little bit longer then. No, we always go about this long, and I bet it won't be that much more long. Much more. The episode won't be that much shorter. Do you think it's because it was in the morning? It is possible, and also possible because I woke up at 3.45 and then went back to bed at 4.45. That's an early flight. And woke up at 6.45. Yeah, they were, yeah. And David, I thought you were going to get me coffee or something. Kind of kind of sad about that. You think you thought he was going to spend money on you? I did, yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, he's got a carrying machine. He could have could have brought it out. But I'm just kidding. Those, he, those K-cups are expensive. Yeah. I know, but he's just got them sitting there. They've been there for a long time. Uh, by the way, this last the most the most last episode, number 7, you sound wonderful. Yeah. So whatever you did with your uh your whole podcast setup is, is working really good. Sweet. You want to talk about anything more lighthearted or do you just want to just end it with uh, comments about, I don't know. Heartbeats. Just like heartbeats. Heartbeats. Heartbeats away from vice presidents becoming sitting presidents. What are you doing today? Um, Today, I'm probably going hunting with my dad and his cousin for deer. Let's head what out in the afternoon. For? Deer? Yeah. Um, I thought deer was, is elk in September? Um, deer it October? really depends on the season. Actually, right now is elk season two, so it'll be kind of crazy up there. Um, but did you just say it depends on the season? It depends on the unit, like where in the state. Oh, sure, sure. 
because I different see. places okay. have different um, seasons. Yeah, different seasons. So, gen- okay. but generally speaking, you could say archery is during September. Um, rifle is during October. And then muzzleloader is during December. And, and then... cannons are in January. What? Cannons are in January. No. Nobody hunts during January unless it's for ducks. Yeah. And I remember you guys talking about that. It sounds miserable. It was a miserably good time. <laughs> All right. Um, Have you heard of duck cannons? You mean punt guns? Like from the turn of the century know. when they just like shoot for meat yeah 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 they would like kill like 50 ducks in one shot yeah it's called a punt it's called a punt gun yeah that that looks like my kind of sport that's not a sport that's hunting for meat that's like bill cody and the buffalo just sure mow them down think about all that duck hey guys daniel again here um thanks so much for listening uh, if you enjoyed the podcast please write in kyle morse for uh your state representative. Uh, You can also contact us at socratichobbits at gmail.com. Thanks again.